and welcome to The Muppets, The Sitcom, The Podcast, presented by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we revisit The Muppets' grand return to television in the 2015 ABC series The Muppets and see how it holds up five years later. You can follow along with us by revisiting the show, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I am your host for this week, Ryan Rowe, and our special guest this week is... That's me, I'm Megan Barbeau. Um, I've been a Muppet fan for a very long time, and I've been part of Tough Picks Forum since 2013. Um, yeah, you go way back. Yeah, I I mean, I've been kind of a fan of the Muppets for my whole life, and then really got sort of nerdy about it in like 2010-ish, and followed Tough Pigs and joined the forum in 2013. Yeah, it helps when you realize there are other nerds like you. Oh, for sure. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, I think that's what we've all found. Uh, So we are watching, or we are talking about the episode Pig Out. This is the fourth episode of The Muppets, in which uh, Miss Piggy joins the crew for karaoke at Ralph's Tavern, and Fozzie injures Statler with a t-shirt cannon. (laughs) Um, So before we get into the actual, like, what this, what happens Mm. in this episode, so uh, Megan, I understand that you you we, you were saying before we started recording that you consider yourself a fan of this series now, but you weren't as much when it first aired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I was I think like everyone sort of skeptical about this this type of show for these characters, you know. Um, and at the time, I I didn't have a TV, and I was living on campus, and I didn't have a TV, so yeah. I was I just kind of um, I wasn't like you know, watching it with everyone else, I just sort of waited for it to end and binged it on Hulu with my free trial. Oh, okay, so you weren't watching it week to week even. <laughs> no, I wasn't. So I, I think that was maybe part of, I don't know, maybe if I was contributing to the conversation week to week, it might have changed my opinion a little more. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I, I just sort of binged it all at once and and was like, that was all right. Uh, I don't know if that was really a good fit for the characters, but you know, whatever. And I just kind of left it alone. Uh, and then I just r- sort of recently revisited it and it's a lot funnier than I remember it being. It's definitely a funny show. I, I don't yeah. think I don't think there are legitimate arguments to be made that it's not a funny <laughs> sitcom. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it sounds like you have an interesting perspective because you, if you didn't watch it week to week, then you were probably still seeing what other people were saying about it before mm. you had seen any of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of that was a year I sort of had fallen out of the loop a little bit with like you know being on the the forum and and stuff but i did uh, you know see people on facebook and and whatnot saying things and people's general opinion of stuff um so i was kind of interested to see you know what what it would be when i watched it yeah yeah well um in this episode uh the a story here is uh, miss piggy going out with the rest of the crew for karaoke night at ralph's tavern uh, this starts when Piggy overhears Bunsen talking about their plans for the night. He says mm. his PhD stands for pretty hard drinking. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of these. It, it would have been, I think, more startling to hear that joke from Bunsen, say, on The Muppet Show. Uh. But I think, like so many jokes on this show, I think it's right on, maybe right on the fence, but it's it's okay with me. <laughs> yeah, no, I think also I was thinking about this because, I mean, there's another joke later that also is sort of in the same vein, but um, 
I I also recently rewatched a lot of Muppets Tonight because of Anthony's mm. article. It made me want to rewatch a lot of these shows. Yeah, Anthony's um, article, which I can link to in the show notes, where he ranked yeah. every episode of the mm. Jim Henson Hour, Muppets Tonight, and the series. Yes, yeah, a great, great article. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed it, and it made me want to rewatch a lot of these shows. Um, and you know, there is the episode with um, oh, who is that with um. When Bunsen, oh, with Andy McDowell, like, is that? Yes, Andy yeah. McDowell, yeah. Um, and so that kind of reminded me of of that episode a little bit. That's true. Um, yeah, there's a precedent for it. Yeah, Bunsen's I also, wild side. I also really enjoyed after he said that line, he kind of did this little like backhand high five to, yeah. <laughs> to Baker with the right hand. <laughs> yeah. So let me think that. So that's a different puppeteer doing that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, because that was the right hand. So whoever was doing that, that was a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> I love thinking about details like that. Um, yeah, we should too. also mention that the pretty hard drinking joke is immediately, mm-hmm. um, there's another punchline on top of that where he says, mm-hmm. not really. It refers to my advanced scientific. <laughs> so, of course. Yeah. Then there's another great gag where Piggy asks the Swedish chef to confirm, like, is it actually true <laughs> that everyone's going out drinking? He holds up a finger and goes, uh, <laughs> and, and then like, he just keeps lowers. going. Yeah, he's going, uh, and he just sinks out of the frame. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> which I think is another thing that really works. Like, you can do that with puppets. Right, it yeah. Would be it would as, bit, as well with humans. Right, it would be a little more strange. It might still be funny, but... Yeah. Um. So, no, Piggy is not invited to go to the bar with everyone that night. Mm-hmm. And they've done it before, and she's never been invited. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kermit tells her that that's okay. He's never invited either. Uh, the crew just doesn't like their bosses to be there because this is their time to blow off steam. Uh, that cuts to a, a quick gag of Beaker doing an impression of Piggy, <laughs> which is funny because it mostly consists of him going, me, 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 me. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great use of his his one, you know, the one syllable that he speaks. <laughs> yes, Beaker only says me, so he's perfect to do an impression of a self-centered mm-hmm. character. <laughs> Um, so Kermit tells the, the three writers, Gonzo, Rizzo, and Pepe, that they should ask Piggy out to, to the bar, I guess, just like to be polite. And he's Mm. assuming that she's going to say no because she knows, you know, because he's explained it to her. Um, Pepe asks her and she actually accepts. (laughs) So then everyone's in trouble. This is like my favorite part, probably like the part when he's like, um line <laughs> yeah and then, and then piggy's like and say like, oh you want me to go out with you he's like see see this is my line <laughs> yes <laughs> love that <laughs> yeah pepe can't even be bothered to remember yeah the one the thing. words yeah. do you want to come out with us tonight <laughs> yeah uh so at the tavern piggy is immediately alienating everyone by complaining about her swimming pool and her landscape designer uh <laughs> Pepe has a line, somebody peel and eat me, okay? I love that one. And then Rizzo says, I've had more fun on a glue trap. Yeah, that's great. These are these are good. I think they're they're definitely good sitcom jokes. And they're I think yeah. they're good Muppet jokes. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. It's like again, this is not I mean, what human is saying these things. Like these work well, for yeah. these characters because they're a king prawn and a rat. <laughs> like, that's true. They're taking advantage of the fact that these characters mm-hmm. are animals. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the Swedish chef is not wearing his hat at the bar, which is a rare oh, I didn't notice occurrence. that. Yeah, we can see his bald head. Uh, so that's fun. 
I'm not sure. I should have looked it up. When we first uh, saw the Swedish mm-hmm. chef without his hat, there must be yeah. a time on the Muppet show. I'm sure that the Muppet Wiki guys know. <laughs> yeah, it's probably there. Do you have any of the Palisades figures? I don't. I'm admiring your your collection oh, back yes, there. Yes, <laughs> you can see them behind me right now on this Yeah, no, call. I actually don't have any. Um, everyone always talks about them, but I, I don't have any of them. But I would love to have some. I just don't know where to start. And I know yeah. that they're expensive well, now. Yeah, they're expensive on eBay. The Swedish chef, you can take his hat off and you can see oh, his really? under it. So, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, and then Ed Helms shows up. Yeah, that's a is good this, cameo. Is this the only guest star this week? I think so. I think it is. And I think it works better this way. There are episodes yeah. that have like three guest stars and it kind of gets overcrowded. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, everyone asks him to join them. Uh, oh, I didn't mention earlier. This is the episode where Sam starts. Like oh, Sam right. Eagle has a crush on Janice. Hmm. Um, so when Ed Helm starts talking to Janice, Sam is kind of looking on suspiciously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what do you think of this development? <laughs> I knew you were gonna ask me that. I <laughs> I don't know. I I don't. I, I can't tell. I can't decide if I like it or not. I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's kind. It's just kind of weird. It's a weird pairing. Yeah. Well, I like the idea of this uptight, straight laced guy suddenly right. realizing that he has a thing for this hippie chick. <laughs> Um, yeah. it does seem like the writers of this show either forgot or didn't care that Janice and Floyd are hmm. like, you know, one of the Muppets, one true pairing to mm-hmm. use yeah. an, an internet phrase. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know if they could have just made sure to establish that, but I don't know. It's It's a funny idea. Yeah, I mean, Floyd's my favorite Muppet, and I love Janice a lot, too. So I, I'm not like a shipping person, really. Not that I have anything <laughs> against that, but I just right. never really been one of those people. But I do like them together, so it is kind of weird that they like didn't really address that. I don't remember them really addressing that much at all in this show. No, it's, yeah, it's weird. I, I it, it does seem like they kind of wanted... The Electric Mayhem is just kind of a, a, a blob in the show. I that's feel. true yeah well yeah they're usually all seen together there are probably mm-hmm. some some exceptions that i'm not thinking of but um yeah i guess maybe for whatever reason they just didn't they, they, it does seem like the writers of the show are very interested in the muppets dating lives yeah so maybe <laughs> part of that was just sort of ignoring that the janice and floyd uh mm-hmm. are together and also um in the previous week's episode they kind of ignored that gonzo and camilla are a long time thing because gonzo is going on a date in last week's episode oh that's right yeah yeah, yeah so, they do talk about it but didn't they like wasn't it like a thing that like camilla and gonzo broke up or something i don't well they eventually they, they bring her back it. yeah there's an episode where they talk about how they've been apart and then they yeah. get back together so yeah, I guess maybe they realized what a horrible mistake they had made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird having Gonzo going out with like a human. I don't know after he's obviously in love with this chicken. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there are. Well, he. I'm I'm trying to think that he was uh, had a thing for Madeline Kahn on the Muppet Show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there may be others, but yeah, perhaps. Yeah, oh, completely. and then he had Piggy like first season of Muppet Show. Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, on Muppet Babies, but that's a whole different thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. Uh, so, yes, the Muppets sing karaoke. Now, 
this there are not enough musical numbers on this series. The Muppets should always be doing songs and musical numbers. Yeah. Uh, there are a few later. This is the closest thing we have gotten up to this point in the series. Um, mm. Just these little short clips of, of different Muppets singing karaoke. So stop me if you have any comments on any of these specifically. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Bobo, Piggy, Scooter, and Ed Helms sing Wannabe by the Spice Girls. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, that's uh, fun. Pepe, Rizzo, and Gonzo sing Love Shack by the B-52s. We can see that Pepe is already drunk. <laughs> this was that... Like when you when we mentioned like which episode we would be talking about, that was like the first thing that came to mind that I remembered from this episode was drunk Pepe singing Love Shack oh, and Love like Shack. yeah, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know why, but that stood out to me. <laughs> yeah, well, the next one I think is the one that really caught on. <laughs> with, yeah, you know, casual fans and became like a a viral thing. Is the mm-hmm. Swedish Chef doing Rapper's Delight? <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot to check. Was there? Did they release like a full version of this at some point? Or I'm am not I making sure. It up? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't if remember. If they did, I didn't hear about that. I, I just know the the clip. Like people went nuts for this. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and it's funny because Bill Beretta's Swedish Chef is a little bit more intelligible than Jim Henson's was. That's true. That's true. There's a couple words here and there that you you get. Yeah, he's kind of just doing like. He he's sort of doing English with a weird accent, whereas Jim Henson he's was very more... good. Yeah, I think he's very good at at that. Bill does a really good job with with the Swedish Chef. He yeah, because I don't know, it's hard to do that kind of voice for sure. Definitely, he nails the voice for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then yeah, he he does his own take on the on yeah. the mock Swedish, <laughs> and in this case, yeah, it all works really well, and mm-hmm. this was hugely popular online. Um. <laughs> Janice sings Stay by Lisa Loeb, and we see mm-hmm. Sam just kind of gazing at her with his mouth open. Mm-hmm. Uncle Dudley uh, closes Sam's mouth, and then it drops open again. Just a fun gag. Yeah. Another puppet-friendly gag, I think. <laughs> um, Bunsen and Beaker sing I Got You, Babe, which is pretty oh, delightful. I liked it. <laughs> it's, I, it's... Loved, I love Sonny and Cher, and I like Bunsen and Beaker, so it was a cute little... Yeah, uh, it's nice to see them having an interaction that's not at all about Beaker getting hurt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're, yeah, we're, we've speculated a lot about the exact nature of their relationship, I guess. Yeah. Is it purely... Yeah, I feel like this that especially <laughs> is called into question in this episode, especially later. <laughs> well, yes, yes. But like, are they purely colleagues? Does, does Bunsen even really care about Beaker because he's always yeah. hurting him? Are they more than just friends? But yeah, here they're they're just having a fun time singing a romantic mm-hmm. song together. And Sam sings "The Wind Beneath My Wings," and he's he's looking at Janice, but nobody's really paying attention. She's talking to Ed Helms, and other people are on their phones and stuff. So poor mm-hmm. Sam. And Sweetums, Bobo, and Ed Helms sing "Don't Stop Believing," which is like for some reason in the past decade or so that's become. <laughs> the the quintessential American rock and roll song for sure yeah like, I remember it being played at all my high school dances and everyone going crazy for it <laughs> yeah I don't really know how that happened but I don't know <laughs> people love it, it is so. catchy yeah so these are all most of these feel like kind of typical karaoke choices it would have been mm-hmm. nice to hear something a little quirkier maybe from one of these Muppets yeah um 
I don't have any examples, but yeah. <laughs> or even a even a longer performance of one of these songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which one would you like to see a longer performance of? Uh, good question. <laughs> Maybe Love Shack, actually. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I like I like the um you know the little grouping of of Pepe Rizzo and Gonzo. You know, we saw for a while a long while. You know, of course there was this um uh, Rizzo Gonzo pairing, and then in like Muppets mm. from Space and stuff, you saw a lot of like um Pepe and Rizzo together. It's kind of I kind of like this trio of the three of them. Yeah, yeah, they make a pretty good team, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, the visual is funny too because <laughs> Rizzo and uh, Pepe complement each other on screen because they're both these little puppets yeah. with these funny little mouths. I think I've commented <laughs> on this on the podcast before. And then, yeah, Gonzo, who's a very differently shaped mm-hmm. puppet and a, a strangely they're designed all, character. Say they're all kind of, I guess Pepe and, and Gonzo especially are kind of strange designs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, I remember... This this is unrelated to this series, but the first time I saw a picture of Pepe when <laughs> uh, Muppets Tonight was premiering, I assumed mm-hmm. he was some kind of bug. Yeah, I, I know. Was... It's like, if you didn't know what he was, you would have no idea. Yeah, like a, a cockroach or something. <laughs> yeah. He also he has his little antennae, so. Yeah, and he's, how many arms does he have? Four? He has four, four arms, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many arms a, a cockroach has, but. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is fun. This is fun. It would have been nice to see more full musical numbers on the show, but mm-hmm. this is the next best thing at this stage in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Piggy's having a great time, and at some point, uh, Scooter tries to tell Piggy that they should leave because everybody has to go to work in the morning, but she's just kind of like, oh no, forget it. Let's, let's, everybody can just come in late tomorrow. Um, so the next morning, Kermit shows up at work to find that nobody is there yet. Uh, he does see Yolanda, who I guess, uh, presumably she went out to the karaoke bar and then went home Crash? and then came into work and then fell asleep. That's Yeah, I was kind of confused by that. I was like, so wait, she went out and then crashed at the office, I guess? <laughs> or, yeah, I don't she know. went directly <laughs> from the bar to the office. Yeah, I'm not yeah, quite sure know. of the logic of that, but somebody has to be there to tell Kermit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for so, the plot exposition. <laughs> yes, it has to go somewhere. <laughs> yes. Um, Yolanda serves that purpose. <laughs> so, yeah, then uh, Kermit insists that everyone has to come in so they because they have to put on a show. They, they can't possibly mm-hmm. wait until 2 o'clock to start the day. Um, everyone is hungover. Kermit is disgusted by this. One of the best uh, visual gags on this series, Scooter <laughs> lost his glasses. <laughs> okay. I know what that a lot of people, I know I know that a lot of people like didn't like it, but I it cracks me up every yeah. time. Especially his line after that, where he's like, "I stepped on them like four hundred times." Yeah, he was doing him. maniac from Flashdance. Yeah, I love that. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yes, I, I am also pro. So it's I, Scooter <laughs> without his glasses, and he just has these little tiny eyes. Yeah, love that. Do you, do you like that better, or like from Muppets Now when he had like no eyes? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's kind of two different takes on the same mm-hmm. gag. I think I'm kind of surprised they never did the no eyes gag before. But yeah, I feel did they ever? I mean, I feel like some Muppet has done that at some point. I can't think of an example though. Probably. Well, I mean, well, you have, I know. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to say, you have Bunsen who actually has no eyeballs, but I don't know if he's taking his glasses off. I was going to say, I think I remember him maybe on the Muppet Show or something, like lifting them up Mm. or something like that, like kind of as a gag, like, oh, he's lifting up to look closer or something, but then there's something more. Yeah, I don't know. I think it it might be a tie for me. Tiny Mm. eye scooter versus no (laughs) eye scooter. Well, we're talking about scooter. We we sort of skipped over the part in the bar when um, he's talking with Piggy. And she says, you know, like, oh, everyone can come in later. And then he's like, oh, like, you know, Kermit, like one time I came in late and he said good grief like 10 times in a row. I don't want to go through that again. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) And then he was like, um, the part when he's like, good, good grief. Oh, no, listen to me. I'm cursing like a sailor. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) I kind of like that, that sort of take that David has has taken with Scooter that (laughs) I think is funny. Yeah, I really like what David Redman has done with Scooter. And... Yeah, they're they're doing. Yeah, I guess it's there. It's sort of an extension of what we've seen from Scooter before. Yeah, for sure. Series, but yeah, I think that works really well. And as far as the yeah, Kermit said "good grief" ten times. That's, <laughs> we're there's been a lot of talk about how we've seen a slightly more bitter mm. or <laughs> angry or irritable Kermit on this series, but yeah, yeah that's funny that you don't want to think about kermit actually spewing obscenities but yeah for him to say good grief is yeah that works for me mm-hmm. um yeah so so, office he's talking with yolanda at the office yeah so he he has everyone come in and they're all hung over uh, this is where this this meeting that they have uh bunsen and beaker are wearing each other's clothes uh-huh. And I forgot to write down the exact line, but Bunsen says something like Beaker starts to explain and Bunsen mm-hmm. says, oh, oh, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, he says something like if it happens out of the office, outside the office, we don't need to explain it or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's a line. That's a thing that happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's I guess so far, I don't think in, in this rewatch of the series for me, I don't think I've encountered anything that feels like it goes too far over the line mm-hmm. but innuendo is good yeah i don't have a problem with it yeah uh so kermit insists that everyone j- just gets to work mm-hmm. um piggy says nope she's planned a party with usher and uh it's just because she's trying to get everyone she, she's intoxicated by everyone actually liking her from this party mm-hmm. last night so um, she's trying to continue that by turning everyone against Kermit. So she's like the good guy and he's the bad guy. And Kermit pu- pulls her aside and tells her that she's too special and too ideal to hang out with all these these other guys that with the crew. It, mm-hmm. They have to see her as unapproachable for the for their dynamic at work to to work. Right. And then she announces uh, that that actually she and the crew can't hang out after all. Mm-hmm. So, kind of an anticlimactic resolution to the story, I think. Yeah, yeah, it, I would it, say so. Yeah, it kind of feels like something is missing here at the end. Mm-hmm. Like and when I was, was rewatching it, I was kind of like, you know, taking notes and things, and and then we got to the part when he's talking to her, and then I sort of checked the time, and I was like, oh, there's only like three minutes left. I thought, yeah, so, something else was going to happen, but I mean, I've seen I've seen it before, but I couldn't remember what happened. So I was like, oh, is that kind of that's it, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think I had remembered that something happened to actually turn the crew against Piggy again. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, it's it's such a it, it seems like it was such a challenge for this show to to decide what to do with Piggy as she relates to all the other characters. Mm-hmm. So I guess they, it doesn't really seem like they hate her at the beginning of this episode as they did in some of the previous episodes. But it's just, yeah, it's a weird thing that it's like Piggy's desperately... I guess that's that's a weird thing, too. In the previous episode, it doesn't really seem like she cares about being liked by them. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is a little bit of an attempt to correct that. But then we yeah. just end up back where we started at the end of the episode. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I don't... I mean, you know, we've kind of talked before on, like, the forum and whatnot about... I I kind of feel especially with like Muppets now is lately and stuff, but I, I just kind of feel like I think Eric does a really great job with Piggy, but I, I feel like lately it's just a little flat. It's a little like, um, okay, she's, you know, sort she's kind of full of herself. She doesn't it's really care about, she doesn't really care about, you know, being liked by anybody else. And, but it's, it's just, I don't know. It, it, it just lacks some, some depth sometimes. I, I feel like, um, I feel like they, they did kind of get into it in some of the episodes, you know, with her vulnerabilities and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sometimes it just feels a little like, okay, I, like she's she's full of herself. She doesn't really care, you know, about what other people think or whatever. But what what else is there, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. It makes it hard to like her. Yeah, it does. It makes it does. And um I guess on this show, you know, she's because she's the star of this sort of fictional show within the show. So you have to, you know, like you have to to be convinced that people in this fictional universe are watching her because they like her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, we've seen a few clips of her show so far. I mean, it seems like she's a she's a likable TV personality. That's true. Yeah. I guess because we've seen so much of the backstage then I don't know. And it, it Yeah. Yeah, it's just I, I feel like she must just be a really hard character to write for to get that balance right. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where so much of the character came from the original performer and that's Absolutely. hard to emulate, you know, through another writer and another performer. I mean, not yeah. that there's anything, you know, like I said, I think Eric does an amazing job yeah. with Piggy and the writers have done a good job writing for her and stuff, but all these characters are hard to write for. And Piggy's <laughs> That's especially, true. Piggy's especially, I think, kind of um, has a lot of um, facets to her personality that are hard to pin down sometimes. Yeah, and you do see them trying to make her more sympathetic as the mm-hmm. series goes on. And I assume they would have kept doing that if it had gotten a second yeah. season. So it's mm-hmm. too bad we didn't get to see that. Yeah. But um, do you have any other thoughts on this uh, karaoke story? Um, that I can think of. All right. Oh, well, the one thing that I was thinking of was during the meeting, I was thinking about, you know, throughout the series, we see the, um, you know, like in the office and things, and they have like human staff. They do we, mostly in the never, background. Yeah, but we never like get to see like get to know any of them. Like they only hmm. you know, like they're always just like, you know, shaking their head or you know, <laughs> doing whatever, just like hanging out in the background and we never I don't think we ever hear a line or hear uh, any yeah. named or anything. It's just kind of weird having, you know, like I feel like almost every Muppet 
we get like a line or something right. from Chip and everybody like that. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, the human characters are just kind of randomly there and I don't quite understand why they're there if they're not hmm. going to acknowledge them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess they just kind of fill out the, yeah. the background and make it look like a real place. I guess so. And I guess those extras didn't get paid enough to have, <laughs> to have a speaking part. But... Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's what I really. Yeah, comes no, to. it is funny that I don't know if they've ever if if they ever even address them by name. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they could just walk past somebody and say like, "Hey, keep up the good work," uh, <laughs> or you know, whatever. right? Huh? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, also, though, there are so many Muppet characters on this. That's true. Yeah, that might be have been another concern. That's true. Uh, all right, the B story. Mm-hmm. Is uh, starts with Fozzie doing his uh, audience warm up, <laughs> and he has a T-shirt cannon. Uh, have you ever mm-hmm. been at an event where someone uh, is firing things with a T-shirt cannon? Um. Well, you know, I'm from St. Louis, so I've been to many Cardinals games. So uh, they got like a slingshot and stuff that they use for that. But I don't, I don't remember if they had a T-shirt cannon. But that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. The, the slingshot probably doesn't have the same range as the, the cannon, I would assume. It's a pretty big slingshot. It goes pretty far. Oh, all right. <laughs> Is this something that's operated by like more than one person? Yeah, they have, I think, two of the, like, um, I don't know, what, like staff or crew or okay. whatever. And then uh, Big Bird, or not Big Bird, Fred Bird, the Fred Bird. Ma- Fred, Fred Bird, the mascot, like pulls it back and shoots it off. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I've been to some uh, Mets games uh, here mm-hmm. in, in Queens, New York, where they, they brought out the, the T-shirt cannon. Um, so Fozzie is being heckled by Statler and Waldorf while he's doing this warm-up. And then uh, when he fires the T-shirt cannon, well, actually, it gets jammed, and he's trying to like mm-hmm. fix it, unjam it. And a, a T-shirt uh, fires off and hits Statler, <laughs> who actually falls out of his seat. Mm-hmm. Um it's I, I'm sure a lot of people uh, when they saw this story were reminded of the Simpsons episode when uh, Maud Flanders was hit by a t-shirt fired from a t-shirt cannon and fell off the back of a, a stadium and died. Oh. I don't know oh. if you saw that. No, I didn't see that one. Oh, well, spoilers for a 20 year old <laughs> TV episode, but uh, the Simpsons now and it's 80th season. Wow. Crazy. But uh, I think it's like 30, but. Uh, <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah so it, it's kind of alarming though because we actually see paramedics coming to take Stotler mm-hmm. away on a stretcher which is a little bit more serious than Muppet slapstick yeah gets. yeah when I like first watched it I was like oh they're like actually like hauling him away <laughs> like, yeah it seems like he's really injured it's kind of uh-huh. kind of unsettling that's that's the show we're in now it's it's Muppets in the real world you know it's it's kind right. of that extra step that's a little more real right i guess so you still have things like big bean carl tossing right. things in his mouth but yeah when someone gets hurt they're really hurt mm-hmm. um so they i guess is is when pepe is in the stands later is he specifically looking for statler's false teeth i think i may miss that i think so or kermit says something about like oh once we find his his teeth and then pepe like gets up with the teeth but so i guess so i guess that's the implication that he was he was up there specifically looking for them okay yeah so it it, it knocked the teeth right out of his his mouth (laughs) which is funny because we have never uh, we've never seen statler with teeth in his mouth maybe he just had him in his pocket or something (laughs) right he just carries them around with him in case he needs them to eat Uh 
<laughs> I like that idea. Uh, and then Pepe puts the teeth in his mouth, which is very strange looking. He says, I'm and the Bradley says, Coopers. <laughs> yeah. Does Bradley Cooper have prominent teeth or is that just... I I guess kind of. I can't really picture Bradley Cooper's mouth. <laughs> right. His, his smile, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he probably has like exceptionally straight teeth. I suppose. Yeah, but it looks funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fozzie goes to visit Statler in the hospital. Uh, we find out that he's the only one who came to visit because mm-hmm. even Waldorf is afraid of hospitals because he fell asleep in a waiting room once and they took him to the morgue. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I believe that. <laughs> uh, there's uh, there's this line. Uh, Statler says, um, if I ever shot you, you'd be lying face down in front of my fireplace. That's a little morbid. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty harsh. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like maybe it would seem less harsh if Waldorf was actually there to laugh along with it. Yeah. So Fozzie tells Statler that he wants to help to do, by doing whatever he can. And Statler asks him for some reading glasses. And then he asks him for a memory foam pillow. <laughs> and then he asks him for an oscillating fan. Yeah, plenty, plenty of things keep you busy when you're yeah. stuck in the hospital, I guess. Yeah. Uh, oh, he also mentions that Fozzie sent him arse over tea kettle. I wrote that down. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> was... So... Is that, I mean, arse is sort of like a British yeah. slang. I guess it, while they were filming the Muppet Show, he picked that up. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All those, all those uh, years spent in the Muppet Theater in London. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it also, though, kind of feels a little bit like trying to skirt the line of obscenity. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't know how, if that's considered, you know, an obscenity or a profanity in England, but yeah. it's not, we don't really use the word as much over here, but uh, it's sort of like a, a euphemism, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it, it so it, it feels here like the writers are trying to explore Statler a little bit more. Right. Because, you know, we never see him without Waldorf and we're kind of seeing him more vulnerable sitting in this hospital bed and not just actively well he is he is right in front of Fozzie but that's not uh-huh. what he's doing uh, but when Fozzie brings him all this stuff Statler is gone and on the bed is a pillow with a note that says sucker I did not expect that no what, what did I you really expect thought, I mean I don't know I just I really expected it to be like a nice just a nice moment between Fozzie and Statler. Like it sort of felt like it was going that way. And, yeah. and I really, for some reason, I just didn't expect it to, to turn in that way. <laughs> right. I guess it's true to Statler's character. I guess so. That way. But yeah, it would have been nice. And I know so many people watching the show don't like seeing the Muppets do anything different or <laughs> exploring new sides of them so this that might not have been a popular mm. development but yeah i wouldn't have minded Fozzie and statler having a real moment yeah but i mean like it doesn't have to be like you know one extreme or the other it doesn't have to be like this the way that they went or like this huge sappy thing like it was kind of funny having him you know be like hey can you get me that 
and also that and that like he's still yeah. like kind of teasing them but it's it was still like a nice moment for a little bit <laughs> right there there could have been a way they they could have kept it a little more uh sentimental but still made it a joke yeah somehow. find middle ground yeah uh and then at the very end of the episode there's this this thing where uh statler's back in the audience and he tells Fozzie that he wants to buy him dinner at a restaurant and meet him mm-hmm. at this certain restaurant. But actually he and Waldorf are going to a different restaurant as soon as he drops off another sucker sign. Of course. So <laughs> that's the end of that. Uh, do you have any other mm-hmm. thoughts on the, uh, the Statler storyline? Uh, I mean, it is interesting seeing um, just Statler. I'd, I wonder if we get, if there was a season two, if we would have seen anything with just Waldorf. Yeah, we never got a a, a Waldorf centric story yeah. here, huh? Hmm. I I liked. I thought it was. Um, there was like a scene after Statler got taken away um, on his stretcher. Then Waldorf's just like hang out in the audience, and he's got the t shirt on and stuff. That was kind oh of yeah, funny. yeah. He's wearing the t shirt. That was yeah. Funny. <laughs> he just seemed like he was having an alright time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And then uh, Fozzie notices the empty seat next to him, and that's mm-hmm. that's when it really hits him. Yeah, I think the first time I saw this, I thought that was going to lead Fozzie into some sort of existential crisis, like how you know how fragile life is. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, he really sort of reflects on. He's like, none of us, like, how long do any of us have, or whatever. Right. It's not like Statler died, but right. <laughs> but that was kind of an interesting moment there. <laughs> right, but they don't they don't really continue yeah. with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much all. I have, except for, uh, I wrote down one more joke and a, a cool puppet trick. Um, mm-hmm. There's a line where Janice tells Kermit that she's going to be at a lecture on astral projection next Friday. And he says, oh, so you're going to miss work? And she says, no, I'll be here. I just wanted you to know I'm going to be there, too. Yeah, that's a good line. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And then there's a shot where Piggy is putting on makeup, looking in a mirror, mm. and she has this brush in her hand mm-hmm. i'm sure it's not called a brush i don't know what you actually call that yeah, yeah. makeup brush makeup thing yeah? yeah and then um and then she turns around in her chair and then she, you see her hand and it's now not holding the brush i think it's gesturing oh. at kermit and i think there must have been a second puppeteer uh under under the table or just under the camera frame mm-hmm. like just holding up a like a spare piggy hand that had the brush in it, oh, so they could apply that maybe. to her. So maybe yeah. so. Yeah, there's so maybe. many of those little moments on this series just to make there it is. seem real. Yeah, I was thinking about, um, you know, like they digitally remove the the rods and post, and I feel like it's less noticeable in this series. I don't know if maybe I'm just used to it now or what, but I, I don't know yeah. if maybe it's because there's sort of this real world setting and maybe that mm. sort of contributes to it that it just feels a little i don't know I, but More i noticed expected. that yeah but I, I did notice that when i was and that was kind of the scene when you know kermit and piggy were talking and and then then i kind of was noticing that and thinking that why you know sort of wondering why i because usually it's a little more noticeable to me when they're removed especially yeah. like the like a live hand puppet or something. That's when I notice it the most, for sure. For sure, yeah. That's definitely more noticeable, but that's pretty understandable. So, like when Fozzie lifts his arms up and he doesn't, you don't see any arm arm sock. It's like, yeah, there's something weird there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so 
Oh, sorry. Did I already ask you if you had any other, any other uh, thoughts or any overall thoughts on the episode? Um, I mean, well, this actually, this is probably my favorite episode. Oh, really? Yeah, I really, I just really like the stories. I, I like, um, Piggy sort of, you know, I like Piggy establishing this friendship with everyone. And I noticed, you know, like when she was talking with Kermit, then she was like saying how, um, you know, she's like, oh, what you need is friends to go out with. Like, I have that and it's delightful. Like, I don't remember Piggy ever saying like, spending time with the Muppets is delightful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know that it's kind of, you know, like it's based around this wanting to be liked thing but that's fine i mean that's part of her character and um so it was it was kind of nice seeing the side of piggy and i like i liked the karaoke it's funny it's getting into the music it's it's showing a sort of a different side and and it's still within this this universe that they this type of show mm-hmm. um that that's very different for these characters but it, it still fits within that um so I, I thought it was a good just overall fit for the characters and i really like it <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that's a good point. It's it's a little bit of a compromise to have mm-hmm. them singing karaoke and not just, you know, like breaking... Like on The Muppet Show, they would break out into song backstage mm-hmm. with you know when the audience right. can't even see them. Yeah. So they're not going to do that on this show. But yeah, it's just nice to see them singing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because like the other musical numbers really in the show are like, you know, on, on the they're show, all... within the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and the piggy stuff, I, it just definitely feels like it takes them a while to figure out mm-hmm. how what piggy's dynamic is with the rest of the the cast and and how how mean she should be. <laughs> yeah, what, how what unpleasant. Are, yeah, what what level to put her at? I guess. <laughs> yeah, so they're they're kind of trying to. What happens if, if piggy is a little nicer in this episode? Mm-hmm. And it's like when I thought back after watching the show you know, back when it aired and I would think about, you know, like um, them sort of expanding like the female characters on the show, especially Yolanda, yeah. then that's like the, her scene with Kermit was the one I remembered the most. Um, like in the office, that was one of the, the moments that I remembered the most from the show. I just, I really like um, what Julianne Busher did with Yolanda. Yeah. So great. It's just so funny. Right. And, yeah, that could easily have been a male character meeting Kermit right. at the office, but yeah, you know, it it takes so little effort for them to just say, yeah, let's let's make this a female Muppet instead. Yeah, and then she can say, "Can you give me an eighth of an Advil?" <laughs> yes, that's a great line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, another one of that kind of in the same the same neighborhood as the uh, I've had more fun in the glue trap. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, taking advantage of these mm-hmm. characters being rats and things. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, if that is all we have, then mm-hmm. we can uh, close things out for this episode. Okay. Listeners, please check out toughpigs.com on the internet. We are also on Facebook and Twitter and various other places. Um, I am on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe. Megan, is there anywhere people should check you out online? I don't know. I don't really have much of a, like <laughs> like an online presence that well, how about just uh, everyone should drop by the Tough Pigs Forum and yeah. uh, talk Muppets with us. Yeah, for sure. There is a link on the front page of toughpigs.com. And uh, please give us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever. And uh, join us uh, back here next time for another episode of The Muppets, The Sitcom, The Podcast. Mm-hmm.
Thanks. Yay. <laughs>